Hello everyone and welcome back to a brand new episode of Tam Tonight. I've been gone for a long time and we're going to talk about that just a little tiny bit but it's new music and I'm really here because it's J. Cole. I hope you guys can see my J. Cole shirt when I went to the real show in 2017 with J. Cole, Cardi, and Prince Montana. I think that was the last time I've seen J. Cole live. I'm pretty sure yeah because that's when the other album was out. But anyways... Welcome back to Tam Tonight. Thank y'all so much for watching the episode still when I was gone. Still subscribing to the channel. We are up to 183 subscribers now and that makes me so happy. So thank you so much for that. Um, I think my goal was to get to 200 subscribers um, by Christmas. And then I had stopped posting because I was going through a whole bunch of crazy stuff. Like, oh, my personal life, this like hunchback, buckethead troll, try to just take me out. But it didn't work. No weapons prosper against the kids. So... We're here now. We're shaking off the quarantine depression. We're doing our best and we are back. So we're here to celebrate J. Cole, like I said, and his new project, The Off Season. That's what this episode is going to be titled, The Off Season. Very, very fitting. But my new set, kind of new set. Honestly, this is my couch. I was trying to get like a brand new Tam Tonight set. I wanted like a couch like with a little um chair for guests to make it more late night like a jimmy fallon seth myers type of thing um a desk the whole thing but just like it was getting very hard to organize with the other stuff i've been working on like um if y'all follow me on social like i always told y'all at tam not tammy and at tamrilin you see that i've been working on a bunch of bunch of music videos so that's what kind of been taking up my time too and it distracted me from getting my set like ready and then I was, like, traveling and different stuff. I went to Tanzania and spent some time with my dad. That was really cool. If y'all want to see that video, like, let me know in the comments. I'll upload it. I haven't because I was, like, who cares about that? I was, like, on my E-Pray Love or whatever. Had to get my life back together, my thoughts back together. But I'm here now. If y'all have any comments on set design or how, which y'all would like to see with Tam tonight. Do y'all want me to do, like, a traditional late night? Do y'all want me to have L.A. skyline in the background? Do y'all want me to get a desk? Do y'all want me to wear suits? Like, let me know. And I can work on that to bring to y'all. But I just didn't want to, like, waste time, more time, and, like, stall out on getting content to you guys and doing Tam tonight because, like, I was worried too much about my set. So, y'all just let me know what y'all think about that. Anyways. So, like I said, in the off-season, in Tam's off-season, I've been working on a bunch of music videos. I did um, Streets Ain't Safe, a Mozzie remix with Mia Kodak. Uh, go check that out. Subscribe to Mia Kodak's channel. I'll put it all, like, above me, around me, whatever, so y'all can go to that. I did It Is What It Is Slash Poppin' by Lena the Diva, starring DJ Williams, my good friend. Shout out to him for coming through, making it pop for us. Um, shot by Delana Lewis, the amazing, the talented, the beautiful. Love working with her. She's my favorite person on set. And then I did Blizzard Talk by my good friend, one of my oldest friends, Ice Chili. So go check that out. Subscribe to his channel. And yeah, run the visa for your girl as a director. I'm also working on something at the end of this month. And I can't really talk about it yet because I want to make sure like everything is done and perfect and edited and all that before I share with y'all. But we're going to be working with JS. And I know y'all remember him from an earlier episode on Tam Tonight. We interviewed him for his first project, JS University. So for JS University 2, Tam the director is on deck for that. So just be on the lookout. Subscribe to Jay's channel. Go listen to his music. Run up the streams. His new project is so, so, so good. Go listen to that. And to get on to what we usually do here, this has been a minute, but 
to get back to regular scheduled programming. We're here with politics. Now, usually I try to keep politics about like black American politics and experiences because we got a whole bunch going on and I don't feel like people really tackle it and be as specific and as targeted with us and our news as they should be. But today we're going to take things over to Palestine. Now, I wish I had my book here by Jimmy Carter, but maybe I'll put the little picture up, the cover up, so y'all can go read that. I learned about this whole Israel-Palestine issue because my dad is, like, my best friend. At some point, I'm going to get my dad to come on the show because he listens to the show. He listens to So She Said. He's always a fan of everything I do. So at some point, we're going to have Callie T, that's my daddy rap name, uh, on the show, and we'll talk to him about just how he feels about certain things. Y'all can leave comments whatever, pick his brain. But... My dad um, used to work at hospitals and stuff around L.A. He worked at King Drew for a while. Uh, he worked at the hospital that's like downtown. I think it's like USC something. Anyway, so me living on the east side, he would come to my house and like sometimes sleep in my house between shifts or whatever, and he forgot his book. I was like in high school at the time. And it was by a former president, Jimmy Carter, and I'm like a nerd. I took AP U.S. history whatever, so I immediately pick it up. Like, what is Jimmy Carter talking about in Palestine? Like, that's random. It's not America. Opened up my eyes, opened up my mind to the situation and made me Google and go research different things. In that search back then, I'm sure there's more information available now, so I could be wrong on some of this. I am not a Palestinian-Israeli conflict expert, but just from what I know, my brief knowledge. Israel's not no real place. It is an ideal, right, for Jewish people. And I don't want to say Jewish people because I'm cool with some Jewish people that don't like think like this or believe this. So I'm going to use the term Zionist. So Zionists, the people that believe, you know, in Judaism to the highest degree and all that and believe that they are owed a land of their own and different things because of their religion and what their religious text says. At a point after World War II, sponsored by parties that we're not going to mention because it gets a little conspiracy-ish and it gets like a little propaganda-ish and I'm not no Hitler. Certain families that have money and influence got involved in getting a homeland for Jewish people after the atrocities of the Holocaust. Palestine, much like black America, right? Not really cared about, not desirable, kind of blighted, right? Those people over there don't really care about them. They're darker skinned, um, they're poor, their government is not really doing what they need to do, blah, blah, blah. They use money, influence, power, and the political, like, cachet that they had at the time because of World War II. We're not going to call it sympathy because it was much deserved. There were atrocities, like we said. They used all of that to get the Israel thing popping. Palestinians been there the whole time. Maybe back before Jesus, in the time before the internet, all of us was alive, there were some Jewish people in that area. But for the most part, in modern time, like Palestine is a real place. People were there. They were living there. So what you're seeing now is just what has been going on for years and years since that time. Palestinian people being displaced, kicked out of their home, physically ripped out, physically removed, get your shit, get out, like pictures still on the wall. Jewish settlers, they come from different places. So that's what, to me, click, clicked off all of the bells and alarms in my head. Settler, ooh, there's a connotation that comes with that. You're coming from a different place where you were fine at. Everything was cool where you were at, you were good. Maybe it wasn't the most welcoming, maybe they didn't have a Jewish supermarket, blah 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 but you were straight okay you come in here as a settler because there are benefits to being a settler right you might get some free land you might get some government subsidies a whole bunch of benefits for you as a settler like we did here to settle america and get the native americans up out the spot same thing so i've been seeing videos like i said since high school when i started to like get 
up on these issues even till today current time you can see on twitter right now people being forcibly removed from their house they've been living in for generations people are confused as hell in the video don't even know what's going on like what do you mean this is my house and the people are coming and i am not like an anti-semite but this type of shit makes you feel like that because it's so touching you can't really ever say or speak on things that involve jewish people because of the different things that they have faced in the past as far as discrimination and stuff like that but let's be clear wrong is wrong you're coming from a place that you, let's say Sweden, you were fine, you were living over there, you had a job, your wife had a job, your kids were going to school, they offered you some money to come to Israel, or a free house or whatever, you're kicking these Palestinians out of their home, under the guise of religious sanctity for yourself. It is wrong. No matter how you cut it, no matter how you slice it, dice it up, explain it, it is wrong, 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 wrong. And the bombs and all of that other stuff is just compounded from that underlying issue of you want to settle this land and get these people out and you don't view them as valuable you do not view them as people just like many times black people were seen in america like we're worthwhile and we don't have hopes and dreams and desires and families and all of this shit and we don't deserve a home we don't deserve peace we don't deserve to be protected it is wrong it is disgusting and i hope that the younger generation of jewish people Jewish American kids, Jewish people that live outside of Israel and aren't really tied I hope that they can see with clear eyes that this is wrong and that the underlying issue here could just be stopped and all this other stuff could stop as well. Netanyahu is a goddamn crazy person, okay? He has been shown to be racist against the Ethiopian Jews that come to his country and not treating them as, you know, Basically, treating them as second-class citizens, doing all this stuff. So it is definitely a color and a racism issue outside of just the Judaism. So I don't know if BB got to die, if he got to get old and stop running y'all situation like Putin. For you to see with clear eyes, I don't know if there's like a whole mob of people that just, I don't know what has to happen. It really makes me sad as an American that we put so much money and effort to the other side of it because of our politics and, you know, the people that we have that are influential here. I really hope that at minimum, we could leave it as a, you know, we're not going to be in this problem. Because right now, it makes me sad to say that, like, my tax dollars and the people that I love and know that they would not agree with being done, that money is being used to provide bombs and military-grade weapons to attack people that haven't really done nothing wrong. And just as an American, we're just a part of this killing machine, this murder machine, and it makes me sad. It makes me ashamed. It makes me embarrassed to be American, and we would put our hands in a situation like this. So just, yeah, free Palestine. Big up to everybody out there that's trying. The kids that have to live through it and suffer through that. My heart just goes out. I I don't know what I would do. I understand the anger. I understand, like, why they want to react in certain ways. I really do. Because I would, I would be beside myself if somebody came to South Central, came to Watts. Me and my family were living in our house, chilling, watching TV, watching 106 in Park, SpongeBob strawberry shortcake my little sister and these people try to kick us out of our home talking about this is their ancestral land that they need to the block will be shot up period so all you can do twitter fingers instagram thumbs write your local senator congressman whatever free palestine stop supporting them with weapons and different things on the israeli side it's not cute it's not good y'all not gonna go to heaven and I, and ugh, just last thing because i know i've already gone on too long about this but just the fundamental Christians and the sick mind of you thinking that the Bible is that literal and that real, that you need to get Israel reestablished so Jesus can come back. Look, your ass is going to go to hell when he do come back because you're fucking up. If that's what you're thinking about. If that's where your mind is in helping the Jewish people and helping Israel. Jesus don't like that. 
Because what I try to tell people, and I think I got a little bit click off with this little group of Christians I was talking to, what if Jesus was Palestinian? Hmm? What if things have gotten twisted and turned over time? And, you know, Jesus, he was a darker skin, hair of wool, all of that, like the Bible was saying. That don't look like the Jewish people. That don't look like Bibi. You hear me? That don't look like the Israeli people that's partying the club when not in Tel Aviv. It, they don't, you don't look like that. So what if Jesus is Palestinian and y'all were fucking it up and now Jesus ain't never going to come back? Because look what y'all doing to his people. Think about it like that. What would Jesus do? That's it for politics. Thank y'all. Now we're going to move over into my favorite part of the show. And I know I always say my favorite part, so I really love the look of the week segment. Now, because it's been quarantine and I've been gone for a while, like we already discussed, I wanted to ease back into look of the week with some sort of casual, cool outfits maybe the girls can take inspiration from to help us gear up to get back into the street. I know we've been wearing a lot of sweatpants and jammers. It's been hard. It's my only reason to get dolled up, jazzed up. So this week we're going to start with a very calm flex. By the beautiful most support aka m dallas aka rihanna best friend in the all white look now you can't really see under but i'm sure it's like a little one of those bralettes and some shorts something cute because it's the over the white the denim jacket is kind of short but i love the look the white heels with the black it just sets it off we're not doing too much we're not trying too hard but we're out here we're looking cute again we're shaking that quarantine dust up off of us and we're coming back out the sun great job m dollars look of the week truly young Came out the stunt, give the girls a little something to aspire to in a green velvet um, collar like shirt dress. We see this all over Instagram, so I'm not going to say like which brand specifically made her. She didn't tag them, but if you just type it in or if you look on your explore page, you will have access to this dress in a bevy of prices. I've seen it anywhere from 300 and change to $49. So do your own due diligence. Find a green dress if you're interested. Chanel bag, Al, and UNIF shoes very cute very truly look la girl look i like it next we have sell and a look by bria deshawn i don't know if it's custom but she has like a bunch of stuff on her page you can go check that out um i'll link it below uh vintage fendi baguette and some bottega shoes very cute sell is always well put together servant sartorialist giving the girls what we need another calm fit like this outfit is not doing too much it wasn't hard to put together it's a top and a skirt it matches you could do your own shoe bag combo to take the look wherever you want to take it but it's just easy it's still sexy with the cutouts it's it's doing what needs to be done for me this is going to be my summer aesthetic very low maintenance but still we out here we looking cute so great job still next we have journey smollett the beautiful the incomparable in it look style by alexandra mandelcorn i hope i did not butcher your name the look the top and the red shorts are by valentino the shoes are louboutin world and she has a bunch of jewelry and accessories on from different companies so you can click on the link down below and go to her instagram page and see the look for yourself if you're interested in your jewelry but journey looks beautiful i'm pretty sure this is for lovecraft country season two like interviews and promos so that's why this is included because i love me some lovecraft country i am so happy that it was picked up for a season two i cannot wait i want to see letty and just come on like the show gave me so much I covered it here, I think, a little bit on one of the previous episodes. I just can't wait for season two. And I hope y'all are just as in love and interested as I am because, wow, superb, superb. 
And to get into my now streaming for this episode, it is definitely going to be Underground Railroad by Barry Jenkins because that has been my, I've been watching it maybe for like the past two days. I love it. I love the cinematography. I love the story. I love how it's unfolding. I'm probably on like episode seven because just too much slavery. It get it. I love to see it though. Like. I know a lot of people, especially black people, don't agree with, like, the slave genre of film. We kind of don't like it because it makes us feel away. Like, maybe shame, embarrassing, like, ugh, why they always got to show this? How come they can't show something different? But it is a brand new Holocaust movie or two out every single year without fail. That, the Holocaust movie genre is, is thick, is deep, and I want the same for the slave category. So, give me all types of variety. Give me Afrofuturism with slavery. Give me fictional slavery. Give me based on a true story. I want all of it keep coming with it because it's our history and it needs to be spotlighted and for whatever way I feel like the more that it comes out and the more like gruesome that they show it in truth the more based on a true story the more we hit on certain things it just goes into the American psyche because that's how all things are accomplished pretty much in this country is through propaganda and underhanded sleight of hand different things so we can get our slavery narrative out there maybe one day we get reparations if we just keep on hammering that same nail hammering that cord letting people know like this stuff happened it was not cute we did not like it yes people tried to get away it was gruesome it was foul it was nasty no there was no white saviors maybe we'll get somewhere on the hr 40 side of the game you know reparations 2020 reparation now what's good what's happening joe biden giving all that money to israel to blow people the fuck up in their own house we don't got no money for reparations okay I see what's going on here. I'm picking up what y'all are putting down. Another thing you should stream, because I haven't been here for so long, and we need to just get it off, get it all together right now, is Them. Them on Amazon Prime. I absolutely loved it. Now, it was creepy. Some of it creeped me the fuck out. Like, I had to stop watching it for the day, go back later on. But the things that I loved was finding or fighting your inner white, like, idealist. You know, finding that person, killing them don't want to give away too much of the show because I want y'all to go watch it if you haven't but kill your inner white voice your inner white telling you kill it so they go and I love my favorite part of the whole show and I know the people that watch probably are not gonna like this but my man he I don't know which side I'm gonna put him on but what you gonna do what you gonna do I just I love him I want them to make a gif of that what you gonna do so I can send it to people but go stream them right now great job on that show okay now we are here serious laptop on the lap to discuss my favorite part of the show that is 106 in parking lot where we cover the hottest music just like they did back in the day in the spirit of aj and free of course into my bones and we are here today to discuss the off season by the great j cole cold world real cold world it has 12 songs and i don't want to like get into all, all all of them because it's j cole everybody knows it's good but we're just gonna cover it that's what we gotta do 95 south now it starts off the album open with cameron and i thought that cameron was gonna rap and i was digging through my drawer to find my american flag bandana i was gonna tie it tilt it on my head um my dipset chain different things all pink but then he didn't rap it was just the intro i'm not gonna say i'm disappointed because i love j cole but I guess maybe maybe Cameron wasn't feeling I I don't know but it was great beautiful way to open the project especially like given J. Cole's 
Fayetteville by way of New York origin story. Love that. Next song is Amari. Love this song. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I don't know if Amari is like maybe one of the names of the sun or something. I don't know. I'm just trying to throw out guesses here. But that song is great. Uh, just said it was cold. Just it's hard. Classic J. Cole. I'm glad he came back hard. First two songs. Not disappointed. My Life is a great song featuring 21 Savage and Moray. I believe that's how you say the name. No, it's on site when I see you. I'm working at Squarespace. Like, I, I love it. Applying Pressure is a good song. It's just J. Cole, like, more so talking and shit, though. Like, he's, at the end of the song, he's kind of saying, you know, um, people, I think there's a song, too, where he's like, you hate on a millionaire and a joke is on you because of how people kind of go in on him on social media. I think that's what it's about, personally. And he's just saying towards the end, like, you know, you will never be on this level. Sometimes, like, even if you're not a cocky person, you just need to show people, let them know, like, yeah, I did it how you always wanted to do it. You'll never be able to do it this way. I'm doing it. Like, do not sleep on me. Don't forget. I built this house. This is, yeah. Dream build army, not a navy. Navy. Apply pressure. Punch on the Clock is a cool song. I had no idea until I looked it up that Damian Lillard is the person talking at the beginning of the end because I don't watch sports. I don't know about sports. Unless you cute, like Kyle Kuzman, and you dress nice, I don't really be knowing what y'all are doing or what, you know, like how y'all sound or anything like that. So that's cool that he's including basketball stuff on this because all of J. Cole's projects up to this point, even since Friday Night Lights, my introduction to J. Cole, has been a basketball theme. You know, if you know the, again, the origin story of J. Cole, he moves from Fayetteville to New York on a basketball scholarship, St. John, blah, 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 blah. So it's very fitting, it's very on theme, on brand to have NBA players talking on the song. 100 Mil is probably one of my favorite songs on this project. It's featuring Boss for, the, I think it's Boss, the guy from Tribe. Um, 100 Mil and I'm still on the grind. And he's talking about they killing all they killing this time. I love this song. He's like, I'm going to rain till FEMA show up. Just little, little, because it's not that I don't like punchline rap, right? Punchline rap is like, because of the time I grew up in the Lil Wayne time, that is like the base of where rap is for me like punchlines okay i cool i'm accepting it but i love it when it's wrapped up more in a story and it's not just punchline-y it just goes with everything so that's what this song is 100 million i'm still on the grind it's good go listen to it right now pride is the devil feature on little baby j cole is not really like popular for having a bunch of features so i'm really in not interested I'm really like excited and kind of intrigued is the correct word to see his use of features on here and it's like besides the Dreamville artists they're mostly Atlanta people so 21 Savage he was on a lot with 21 Savage and then to have a little baby too so I don't know if these are just people he has a good rapport with or he was trying to get like the hottest people out really not sure but when J. Cole does feature it's always interesting like I want to try to read into it as much as I can but pride of the devil think you gotta hold on me it's just a great great song and one of the verses he says like slowly realizing what the root of all my problems be got me feeling different when people say they proud of me like i agree because like i feel like pride is what and he talks about it in the song like pride is what be making baby mama make situations harder than they gotta be pride is what make niggas go to jail shooting a person overreacting like for their respect it's especially in the black community i don't want to speak for other things but pride really just takes things that could be squashed very easily and takes stuff that just is simple and it makes it a whole big ass thing so pride is really the devil people say money is the root of all evil but pride pride gets you fucked up way quicker than some money will so there's that now let go of my hand or let go my hand 
is a song that seems like very reflective for J. Cole, um, especially like that bar on the go of my hand in the song he's talking about today, my son told me let go of my hand. So it's like J. Cole becoming a dad. J. Cole is like a married man now. He's becoming an adult into his age, not so much on the like grind or the thirst or the yearn for certain things like on the previous projects. Like I'm just trying to get there so hard. I'm just trying to claim my spot. I want people to know I'm the greatest, blah, blah, blah. This is more of like realization and sitting with the life that he's got now, sitting with things and just going over them, being introspective. So even when he's talking about, oh, the last, the crazy the last fight I had was with Puff. Like, I didn't even know that, but that's interesting. It makes me want to go Google it. Talking about how he wasn't the toughest growing up, but like he, he wore, you know, a certain persona to get people not to bother him. And then sometimes he was tested. Like he has to kind of show his son or teach his son those same lessons. Maybe that J. Cole, a young J. Cole, didn't have somebody around to teach him. So it's very interesting. Six Life feature. Why am I calling him six lakh, black, whatever? It, it's very hard for me with the whole six lakh, black thing. I'm sorry. But yes, featuring black, great song, let go of my hand. I like the interlude. J. Cole isn't really known for his interludes that I can recall like that. So it's interesting that he's like doing a kind of Meek Mill type of thing and really, really rapping on his interlude. I like it though. I like what he's talking about. So why not? Probably I would have given it a name though if I was gonna rap on it, but who am I? I'm not in charge or nothing, so. The Climb Back is a song that was released as a single. Like, it could have been late 2020 or whatever. The time got very weird with quarantine, but that is the song where he was like, everything come back around full circle. How to lie pleasant, but the truth hurtful. You know, everybody gotta cry once in a while. Bomb song. Uh, I don't know what to say. With J. Cole, it's kind of like, either you like his music or you don't. But if you like real rap and you like things that talk about stories and like explain emotion and different things and have layers, then J. Cole is for you. And you can't really sit and like pick it apart, you know, as a judgment. You have to listen to it for yourself and find the things in it that you like because there's something for everybody if you like that sort of music. Close. Close is, again, just fitting the theme of reflection and introspection. J. Cole is talking about a bunch of different situations and, you know, how they have affected him, what maybe he's seen since he's been a little bit more famous, and just how when he was starting out and he was trying, it was the feeling of being so close is what keeps you, like, going and keeps you hungry and stuff. And then after you have it, it's very easy for you to fall off and be comfortable, fall off and do different things and just not be as on it as you were. You know, you're so close you could have had it if you would have just kept going. Or you're so close you almost fucked up. Like, again, you got to listen to it for yourself. Hunger on Hillside. Now, this is this is my favorite song on the project. Um, I have like four, but this is the number one because it's like just a summation of everything I was saying, like the reflection, the introspection of J. Cole, where he is right now, kind of what he's gone through a little bit, and just how he's adjusting to because, you know, like he's saying in the song, I'm still going to be who I am, you know, regardless of how things go up or down, even if the fame leaves or whatever, I'm still going to be me. So it's just him really sitting in that and discussing that and being free about what he's saying and even how he's grown in the situation. Like, a couple of bars I like. One of the ones he says, I see right through you niggas like Tupac hologram, ain't doing Coachella, booking me gonna cost a lot of M's, like, J. Cole bars. Niggas can't see me one-on-one -on -one like Kyler Crack. Love that. Um favorite fun fucking hoes until you realize that you is the hoe like i love the male responsibility bars especially as rappers age and get older because 
J. Cole has never been that kind of rapper, like, on bullshit or whatever like that. He's always had, like, a strong message. But just the idea of being a pimp forever and being a player forever and just glorifying being all over the place and being basically a nasty human that most of the men do in the rap, it's just, it's not cool. And it's not sustainable. And if anybody was really living like that, you would be a horrible person. Like, you wouldn't have no friends. Your kids wouldn't like you. You wouldn't have good relationships. So just, I love grown-up rap. For the people that like even Drake now rapping about his situation and rapping about child support like we need to be real about what's going on because when you glorify so much bullshit it makes it hard for people people are very easily impressionable even if they don't want to admit it especially adults and it's like you hear something in a constant way and you've been on a steady diet that I call it a bitches and hoes since you were a kid it's very easy to believe that that's how stuff is supposed to be and that's just how it is but J. Cole's like I, ain't done, I stopped doing dirt six years ago like you look stupid out here because you do you look crazy. And then when you got seven baby mamas and all the kids, none of the kids call you daddy and they don't like you, then you be mad playing the victim, but you was the one out here, that nigga. Like, so I just like it. I love it. To me, this is part two to the, uh, I'm a fake nigga and it's never been clear. Can't see myself when I look in the mirror. The song we had Kevin Hart's music video, like, male responsibility bars. Because you're not hurting really anybody, but you're failing yourself. At some point, we got to grow up. So I love it. Perfect way to close out the project. Very well-rounded. The off-season, I love it. And then J. Cole with, like, I don't know if this is clever marketing or this is just him living his raps and being the fullest version of himself, the best, truest version of himself. This comes out, and then I guess on Saturday or Sunday, he makes his debut playing on the Rwanda team or something for basketball. Again, I don't know about sports or how it works, but... That's what's up for J. Cole to go to college and try to attempt the basketball thing and then pick music, even though he still graduated, and then go back in his older age when it's like he don't really need it for the money or nothing. This is just truly for the love of the game to go and play on the team. Like, why not? And to do it with an African team, I love that even more because it brings more spotlight to them and, you know, interest in them than they probably would have had otherwise. So J. Cole, five gold stars for me. Tonight Award is yours. Love, love, love the off-season. I really hope this isn't your last project. This does kind of seem like an end in the basketball saga from Friday Night Lights, the warm-up, all this. Like, So I hope that, yeah, I just hope this is not your last one. I want J. Cole to keep on coming. And I don't care that it takes a while, too, because I like when people have lived and they get to come back with their music. I think that's what makes this project better. And it's going to make the song stick more. Like, I'll probably be playing this J. Cole next year and the year after just because it's more, I don't know. The songs with the meat on the bone, like, they stick. You can reheat them up and you can eat them again. The really poppy, happy, bullshit rap is hard. It doesn't, you don't have no shelf time, no. You know what I mean? So just... Thank you, J. Cole. Welcome back. I hope you get a tour because the world is opening back up. So I'm here for it. The offseason, J. Cole. Stream, download, buy, support. Next, we have Beam Me Up Scotty being re-released by the talented Nicki Minaj. So as Nicki Minaj discussed at length on her live that she was seeing a bunch of the girls and guys re-release certain things. Like Janae Aiko put on a uh, sailed out sold out on iTunes. She's seen a bunch of people re-release their mixtapes, so she thought, why not bring back the classic Beam Me Up Scotty, put it on Apple Music with two or three new songs. 
Um, seeing Green is probably the most talked about newest because it brought back Young Money, Wayne feature, Drake feature. They, they did incredible. Nicki Spars on it. Very good. Another new song on it is Fractions and then Crocodile Teeth, I guess, is like a, I don't know. Beat Me Up Scotty came out when I was like in high school or, you know, like first year of college, like 2009. So it was weird for me because I feel like these songs are sort of staples in like a certain age of a black girl's life. And you would just listen, but I guess, like you want more Apple Music, go ahead, run up the stream to Nicki Minaj, buy it, increase your discography, but like. And I guess um, certain people got their propers on this because, you know, mixtape doesn't really pay people and doesn't really do certain things and you use beats and all that because it's an underground thing. So, like, Soulja Boy was billed as the producer for Eat a Bitty Pig because she used the beats when she got her dog. And, like, Big Fendi says that he put her on as, I mean, she put him on as executive producer on the project, so he got a big check for it. So that's cool, like... But other than that, it's the same music that we then had been love just available on our phones now. So go at Beam Me Up Scotty if you're tired of listening to it on YouTube. And the new song, Seeing Green, Fraction, and Crocodile Teeth, run it up for Nicki Minaj. I'm happy that Nicki Minaj is just back on the scene and on the forefront because um, I, I love girl rap. Like, that's my preferred genre. And I don't ever want there to be a time like it was when Nicki Minaj initially came out where it's just dead and there's only one person. So I feel like it was getting a little oversaturated with Meg and then Cardi came back for a little bit. I'm not sure if Cardi's going to drop or not, but whatever. Like they kind of were dominating for a while and then the less popular rap girls are still doing their thing. Like the Asian Dolls, Queen Key, um, you know, different people like that. Uh, Dreezy they're not bubbling as much. So it's like, I, I like that Nicki Minaj comes back cause, so maybe she can, you know, spread that spotlight around. I would have loved if Nicki came and did something like Saweetie did with her project and having all the new young people that she liked sort of handpicked and do songs to be featured with them. Like, clearly she embraced Meg. They did that feature with the song. That was great. Clearly I see her doing shout outs to different people. She respects different people, but it's like for her to just give them a full cosign like that and put out like a little yearbook type project, that would have been amazing. That would have been crazy. It's not too late. So Nikki, if you are bored in the mansion while Papa Bear is taking a nap or doing his swim lesson, then if you want to just pick a couple of girls that you see that you like, like I know you like Steph London, different, just pick, pick 10 of them, girl. And put out a project, 10 songs. You want each of their songs, like, to where you don't even got to do the work. Make them go do the work. Beyonce them. Give these bitches notes on notes on notes. Like, oh, I don't like this. Do this. Uh, uh, uh. Grace them with the feature. Put it on a compilation. And put it out, Nikki. Call these, all these bitches in my son's volume one. I don't care. But come on. Mama Nikki, spread it out. Spread the love. Because you're a legend now. So just. Ain't no, you're not in no type of danger of competition. There is no competition. You're Nikki, they're them. But just that type of project would be so bomb. Even a tour like that would be so bomb. Nikki and friends, the dolls, the barbs, I don't care. Work it out, Nikki. We're depending on you. We need you. And finally, we got the new single by T-Pain and Kehlani. It didn't have featuring, so I don't know whose song it is, but I assume... And this is my hope. I see a lot of people talking about it on social. So I hope it happens too. T-Pain had the thing where he wasn't answering his DMs because he didn't know about the request side when it's people you're not following or whatever in your new messages. So he went through all of those and now he's working with a lot of people. I really want him to release a project around that. Like answer your DMs or unanswered DMs. I don't know. 
like a chicks tape type thing, but with T Pain in the future if people wanted that. This I like that featuring him and Kehlani is like a flip on Bartender. It's really good. Female empowerment, Kehlani. I'm gonna go get her. I'm gonna go get her. I just need somebody pretty in the passenger side. I know you can't drive. Pops for you. Love Kehlani's pin. Um, I, I, there's not enough good things I can say about this, but I really, really want that another compilation project from from the legend T Pain and just put that out because we love it. I love what he did with Tori, even though people will act like they're not supposed to support Tori no more. I'm very conflicted about it on the fence. I don't know, but just. Jerry Sprunger was that jam. I love that. So if we can get T-Pain on more stuff like that, who I'm here for it. I'm buying I'm buying the t-shirt, the album, the concert ticket. I will be there, T-Pain, for you because I love you. Go stream. I like that right now. Kehlani and T-Pain, buy it. Don't DM T-Pain nothing right in his comments so you can see it. Stop playing with your boy. Now, we're going to go over to my Chevy playlist. I feel like it's been so long. My car done crashed, so it's not the Chevy Roll playlist no more. But we got a Chevy Cruise on deck. So it's still the Chevy playlist. Chevy girl over here until I can get like something fancy, like a Tesla or a Porsche. Those are my ideal cars. So if I can't afford a Tesla and I can't afford a Porsche, we're going to be Chevy till we die out here. All right, that's what it is. Gang, gang. First on the Chevy playlist is Essence by Wizkid featuring Tim's. I love this song. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, I spent some time in Tanzania and just the Afro beats and all of that and the club vibes out there. I just love it. So I'm a convert now. I love the world music, as people call it. We're not just going to limit it to Afro beats, but Essence, Wizkid, please go check it out. Made in Legos. He makes me want to go to Legos and party. So that's on the list for this year. But just Essence, go check it out right now. Then we got Peaches. I got my Peaches out in Georgia. Even though it's crazy for me to hear Justin Bieber talking like this, but I, I'm i a fan. Justin Bieber, Giveon, and Daniel Caesar. Peaches, go listen to that right, right now. Very cute, love it. We got My City by, I think it's El He, El Hey. I, I'm sorry if I'm saying this wrong, but I love your song. Featuring Mesco, my other fave. I got the keys to my city. Great driving song, and that's what this place is about. Driving, feeling good, in the whip, sunshine, and summertime. I got the keys to my city. Ask about me. Ask about me, oh, oh he's fire. Then, to turn it up, because it is summertime, we got Risky by Sweetie featuring Drakeo, the ruler. Three, two, shots, got a bitch feeling risky. I love the Bay Area beat and all that. Just, it takes me to a place. I'm driving fast, get out of my way. I'm crossing the double yellow lines, all that risky and last but certainly not least we have wobble wobble by my girl mia kodak she's setting it up for the summer we're out for the 99 and the 2021 wobble wobble ooh shake it shake it i go listen to it please wobble wobble mia kodak it is make a challenge okay tag me in it because i want to see it tag me in it we need to see it the best wobble wobble challenge we're gonna try to give y'all something we're gonna try to do something for y'all Okay, Wobble Wobble is that song. Go listen to it. Add it to all your playlists right now. DJs play it in the club. Run it up. It's gonna get the, it's gonna get the people going. All right, and that's that for my Chevy playlist. Thank y'all so much for family time. Like I said at the beginning, y'all have held it down for Tam tonight and the Watch Time for Time family. Even though I've been gone with my personal struggles and issues, you got me to 183 subscribers. I cannot believe it. So. Anybody out of the 183 of y'all that have come 
and stood in the gap like only you could. Tantonite family members. And that's why I call it family time, because remember, I don't believe in fans. I never want to have fans, but I don't want to be famous. You know, like, that shit makes me uncomfortable. So if we are a family, then we all just on the same level. We can talk, we can kick it, we can chill, we can meet up at the park matching t-shirts. And we're just all here supporting, because that's what family does. So that's why we call this family time. And any of y'all cousins, aunties, uncles, want to put something down in the comments, put your name, your Instagram name, your Facebook handle, goddamn, your rap music, I don't care what it is, put it down below, let me know you subscribe, and I will shout you out on the show during family time every week like I was doing before, because we a family, that's what we do for each other, we hold each other down, like y'all hold me down. Um, positive quote for this week, I don't really have nothing set up, but I just want to give y'all something based on my current experiences, right? I was going through a lot of change, and it was hard for me. Um, I'm not a person that's, like, opposed to change or anything, but it's just, like, I had a routine going and everything, and I was, like, making other plans based on the things that I had in my life that were very set and secure. And all that got shaken up for me. And it was, like, I was in this space where I could have just given up and been super sad, or I could, like, put my time into myself, what I really like to do, be introspective, and just go out on a limb and believe in myself. And that's what I chose to do instead of getting sad. So I want everybody out there that watches the show, watches me, whatever, to just know that you got to be your own biggest fan. Like you have to believe in yourself. You have to set yourself up in a way that you can provide opportunity for yourself. Because all the time it's not going to be other people providing opportunity to you. And if you are making sure you look out for yourself, then when someone does come along and want to help or give you a shot, you're already prepared and you can just run to it. So, I guess this positive quote should be, always believe in yourself. Always be your biggest fan. Never, like, second guess what just is the truest to you and what makes you happy. Because I swear to God, like, since I've been, like, marching in the stuff that's truest to me, I've been so, so happy, like, as happy as I've been in years. Like, I have not been this happy since college. And just the universe does kind of conspire in your favor to help you. Now, it's not always going to be easy. And you will be broke. That was my biggest fear before, like, being broke. So I was just, like, dead set on staying at these jobs that, like, did not serve me. Relationships, professional, with things that, like, were very demeaning to me and did not, like, make me feel like the highest and best version of myself. And as soon as I shook those things off and started, like, marching to the own, you know, marching to the sound of the tam drum, things have been great. And things are kind of opening up for me, working out for me, too. So I just hope that it continues on this way and just don't stop. So, yeah, that was that's like a, a positive paragraph. It's not a quote, but the universe will have your back if you have your own back. Boom, that's the quote. The universe will have your back if you have your own back. Believe. It starts with number one. Alright, so I'm here now. I'm not going nowhere. We're not going to get sad again and disappear. We will be here every week. Um, I don't know what day to establish to put these out. So I'm putting this out today so it is what it is. And then we'll be here every week. And I'll be trying to post stuff. I'll try to post behind the scenes for my videos. It's very hard because I'm like doing a bunch of jobs to get behind the scenes. But maybe I'll find like a dedicated behind the scenes person so y'all can see actually what I'm doing when I'm not here with y'all. Um... Real estate Tam still out here. We're still selling houses, so come to me if you would like to buy anything in California. I'm available. I can help you. If you need help finding somewhere to rent, I can help you with that too. And just yeah, get at your girl. Follow me on social at Tamberlin. 
on Instagram. And yeah, I'll see y'all next week. Bye.